0: Hey guys, before you listen to this episode, a quick caveat. It may sound like I actually literally phoned it in, but I didn't. It's because uh TriCast, which we were using, picked up my AirPods instead of my microphone. Won't happen again, but bear with us through this slight dip in audio quality. You'll still be able to hear everything I say, and I think this is a really fun episode. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Thank you for downloading episode oh, – I don't know which one this is going to be. Never mind. Wow, you you've already
1: ruined this whole thing, I messed Hal. it up.
0: The point is – look, we record these out of order. I never know when this is going to release, but thank you for downloading this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. I'm the Hal part.
1: And I'm the Mark part.
0: <laughs> and look, if you want to help out the show, I keep beating the drum, but I'm going to keep doing it forever because this is the – Some would say you've content. done it
1: so much that at this point you're beating the dead horse.
0: Uh, you know what? If you beat the, the dead horse enough, it will come back to life. Wait, is that how horses work? Yeah, As zombies. Yeah, there's only like three horses. Oh, in the world. <laughs> People don't talk about that, but wow. it's true. The Point scariest eight.
1: of which, of course, is held by the headless horseman.
0: Yes, that's yeah. the scariest horse. Yeah. Listen, if you want to bring the horse back to life, here's what you do: clap you go to Apple Podcasts. Clap. Yeah, it's part of it. Mm -hmm. but also leave us a five-star rating and a review on apple Podcasts. let's get those reviews going if you're new to the show tell people what you love about it the more we get the closer we get to merch i swear to you it will happen if we get enough of these reviews
1: i believe you hal does
0: everyone else let's find out for now enjoy this episode of we got this mark in hell
1: hello i'm hal lublin and i'm mark gagliardi
0: since the dawn of humanity one issue has gone unsettled, with the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all.
1: Clean Slate 14! That's right, don't worry everyone, we got this. Podcast
0: should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes they should. No they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm, you know what? You're right! We got this! What's up, Hal? I'll tell you what's up. We, uh. <laughs> Where are you giggling? I went, I went and checked our email, which <laughs> is, I know is my job. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while and there were 150 new emails. To
1: look Ooh. At. So this is going to be an all email clean slate episode, uh, which we are to us is might as well be snail mail. So this is our snail mail bag episode. Hal, what else did you find besides suggestions in our email?
0: I was sitting here thinking, should I bring this up? I don't know if Mark wants you to bring this you up. Absolutely you absolutely
1: should bring this up.
0: We got an email from a development executive at a production company who's interested <laughs> in working with us. <laughs> By the way, you
1: not checking that email is the most Mark thing that you, Hal, have ever done.
0: I <laughs> know. I don't know. I, that, <laughs> I think tomorrow when I'm done driving, I'm just going to leave my car on the side of the road. <laughs> I'm trying it out. I'm trying it out.
1: You know what? It works as long as you buy another $700 car and then just get as many parking tickets on that one as you can.
0: It's almost a game I'm going to play with myself. Hal just How- said I'm going to play with myself. Oh, no. I'm, I'm marking all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I Ridiculous. did reach out to that person. When we're on TV together.
1: Yeah. yeah. The then, next time we check our email.
0: Then Yeah, exactly. Listen, if you are uh, listening to this show... And you are a television development executive. Please email me at info at halloveland.com. I promise I will get that one immediately. <laughs> and I will be more diligent about checking the email. There were a lot of very nice emails from you, uh, people who are fans of the show, and a lot of great topics. Some of them went straight to our list to cover at a future date. But a bunch of them I've assembled into a clean slate for us.
1: Let's do it, man. This is very exciting for me. I yes. love uh, beca- because I love email. No, because I love deciding things that I haven't read, <laughs> that I haven't seen. What's, what was exciting to me about this was that I, these have not been on our master list. And yes. I see everything uh, compiled on the master list because I do no work for this show. Uh, <laughs> Hal and Kate do everything uh, and Ken. Um, but I, uh, I I have not seen these before. So these topics were all pretty brand new to me.
0: Uh, same here. I'm excited to have uh, some fresh topics, and it was not, maybe I should wait another six months before I check the email again.
1: You know what? I think that's a really good idea.
0: Yeah, and then when Brandon Tartikoff's Ghost offers <laughs> us an NBC sitcom.
1: Did you say Brandon Tartikoff's Ghost because you could not think of a current executive?
0: I just, he was the first one that came into my head. I was All trying right. to think of an executive that is worth, you know, uh, there aren't a lot that you can talk about nowadays. Oh, no. Anyway, let's but we're not here to discuss out. uh this is not the, what We're here for the... yes. <laughs> of course. My goodness. All right, let's just get this settled. All right. Uh this person, their email, uh, the name they have on their email is not sure, and they've emailed us many times. Thank you for your emails.
1: Thank you not sure.
0: But the, they they have asked is it iced tea or ice tea? Um Are we talking about the,
1: the, uh, hip hop artist or are we talking about the drink? Let's talk about both. Okay. Because the hip hop artist, the rapper is definitely iced tea. Yes. Yeah. With no D. But I believe, uh, I believe that the drink is iced tea. Uh, not only because the tea has been iced after being brewed frequently, I think, but, uh, unless you're making it in the sun, which, you know, in the South, we do some sun tea, but you do put sure. the ice in afterwards. Um, so it is, uh, post-brewing iced, uh, but also because every time I've seen it on a menu, it said iced.
0: Yeah. I listen, not sure. I don't know what you're looking for here. I feel like sometimes we get these suggestions. Yeah. And they are just crossed fingers hoping that you and i will go listen we know that everybody in the civilized world writes it down as iced tea right but i'm gonna hold out hope that these two guys <laughs> who who render decisions to be followed for all time across yeah. all known and unknown worlds yeah in will perpetuity. side with me yeah they want us to pull a fast one and make it iced tea but no, listen man. if if it's a submarine sandwich, it's iced tea. Sorry.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're still sore about the sandwich thing, that it's not a hoagie. Why? Do you call it iced tea in
0: uh, Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia? We do, but we're mispronouncing it. It's just sort of <laughs> you go, iced tea, because everything is – we have a, we have lazy mouth. Oh, right. <laughs> but I don't I, – like, what are other things like that? I, I guess it's similar to library. Library? you ever heard, heard a kid say library? I mean, like when
1: they're first learning to form words. I've heard a kid say "biscetti" as well, but I know that's not right.
0: (laughs) Do you think that the that Jeffy, PJ, Dolly, and and Billy all say "ice tea" in Family Circus?
1: Uh I. But first of all, I knew them by their names. I want that for the record. I knew you did. Knew, but yeah. it wasn't until you got to Billy that I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> he's the rambunctious one that leaves the dotted line everywhere.
0: Yeah, he's the oldest. He's yeah. he's uh but I think it's Jeffy that calls it yeah. Paschetti and Meat Bulbs. Look, I don't I don't meat bulbs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't think we should be taking our menu advice from kids who still regularly ask, When's later, Daddy? And have a shadow kid named not me who does all of their uh terrible things.
0: Do you think those kids are dumb? Not like they, they don't have a disorder. <laughs> they're just like, some. there are people who are just dumb. There are dumb people. Do well, I think they're
1: just curious, but it's been like 70 years.
0: They're not curious about how to pronounce spaghetti. They're very clear that they're right. Saying Paschetti. It's not like they go, uh, and meatballs. Do I have that right? <laughs> they just throw it out there. Like we're all supposed to go. Oh, I've been saying it wrong. I think that they might be dumb. You know what?
1: There's only one way to find out. Retrace that dotted line that Billy made. You know what? Yeah. He was just trying to get to the door. He didn't need to go to all those places. You know where that dotted line will never lead? School. <laughs> a bright future. That's where <laughs> Billy's dotted line does not lead. <laughs> There's no stopping it, getting a job, yeah. meeting someone. Yeah, no. This this is not that linear path from the game of life. This is the spiral that Billy is in. It might be the addiction spiral. Should he seek help?
0: Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to tell you, when they grow up, that house must turn into gray gardens. <laughs> <laughs> you know that the parents' skeletons oh, are just sitting there uh, in All their right. two easy chairs, asked and answered.
1: Yes. All right. It is iced tea.
0: Iced tea. Officially.
1: All right. What's uh, next?
0: Uh, Brendan Sticker. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. Thank you for the email asks hoverboard or Segway. And I assume from this that he means the hoverboards that catch fire, not the cool hoverboards from Back to the Future. Right. If
1: it was the cool hoverboard from Back to the Future, it would be hoverboard. But if he's talking about the plastic foot falling off machine that catches on fire, I think it's got to be Segway, right? Have you ridden on, on either of them? Uh, yes, I've ridden on both of them and I find riding on a Segway to be infinitely easier and more pleasant.
0: Do you, uh, I, I've not ridden on a hoverboard. I have ridden on a Segway, which I enjoyed very much. It might, you know what it might be?
1: It might be that we're (laughs) like those old dudes who, uh, like you could get a cool little Ducati or a, or a Harley with no frills, or you could get that great big motorcycle. That's practically a car that has the big windshield and is super wide and has like a whole dashboard with a full on radio playing and a yeah, touring CD player. Yeah, a an old man. I'm going to drive across the country for the next year. Kind yeah, of. those are
0: those are touring bikes. I yeah. I my father in law had one. He may still have it. It may still be in his garage.
1: Oh, yeah. But, it's uh, That's a very uh, that's a very <laughs> Florida Georgia line thing to have.
0: Yes. The band, the entire band, Florida Georgia line drives around. <laughs> yes. That's what they get from gig to gig is on their giant touring
1: bike. I meant the the home locale of your lovely wife, Hal. Oh, fair enough. Yeah.
0: Is she in Florida Georgia Line and she hasn't told me? Oh, my God. Not the – let's – She's going to come home and I'm going to be like, do you want to explain this fiddle?
1: (laughs) And all these gold records.
0: And all these gold records and why Snoop Dogg is here.
1: (laughs) Wait, did Snoop Dogg work with Florida
0: Georgia Line? It's just a matter of time, right? Everybody works right. with everybody now.
1: Sure. Um, that's amazing. I mean Snoop Dogg went on uh went on Martha Stewart. He did. Um he did. does does the fact that Paul Blart Mall cop rides a Segway help the Segway cause or hurt the Segway cause? I don't think it hurts
0: it. You know what? I didn't hate the first Paul Blart. I thought it was fine for what yeah, it was. You're fine. Like, alright. Uh it's, it's I, also
1: if we're going for superior quality, like a Segway is many thousands of dollars and made much more, uh, with much more craftsmanship. Uh, a hoverboard's like a hundred bucks made of plastic and catches fire.
0: Yeah, they look like the fake transformers you buy in a gift shop. Like it looks like <laughs> the same finish on it where it's yeah. like, this is supposed to be chrome metal and you know it's cheap plastic. Yeah. This
1: transforms into a skateboard. All right. <laughs>
0: Don't you ever wish your feet had wheels so you could ride around like BC, the Hal, comic strip?
1: Hal, don't, yep. don't tease me with that because yes, I do wish my feet had wheels.
0: Do you think you could ride a single wheel with two pegs on it like BC does in the comics?
1: A single wheel with two pegs?
0: <laughs> yeah, because um, he rode on a, on the, that was how he got around.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, first of all, I don't remember BC comics. My newspaper didn't have BC when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, we had the Wizard Where'd of have- Id.
0: Sure, sure, sure. We did, too. Sure. Did you have, like, Tank McNamara instead? We didn't have Tank McNamara.
1: We had – what was the one with the French Foreign Legion? Croc? What? Yeah, there was one that was all about – we had one that was all about the French Foreign Legion just, like, traipsing through Algiers. It's a very strange comic strip.
0: Did you uh, (laughs) – quick question. Did you grow up in 1937? Yeah. Uh, Oh, you were there. yeah, Yeah, you're right. It was, was just, my, it just alternated between
1: French Foreign Legion and High and Lois. It was just those two, uh, <laughs> alternating.
0: They're not the ones who, the Lockhorns are the ones who hate each other.
1: Uh, I don't know. We didn't get them.
0: Oh yeah. That's just a terrible marriage played out over a comic strip. <laughs> <clears throat> definitely somebody's working some stuff out, but it's, it's a segue, right?
1: It's a segue. It's definitely a segue.
0: Yeah. There you go. If you have a hoverboard, don't throw it in the trash because your trash will catch fire. Yeah. Find a safe way to get rid of it.
1: Right, maybe ride it really, really fast, and then, as it starts to explode, leap off of it in slow motion.
0: oh good idea and if Man. you can if you can do it even a little bit earlier, you can turn around and slowly walk away.
1: oh, yeah, I like that, yeah, yeah, so get off do a cool like hockey stop on your uh hoverboard, walk away mm-hmm. from it slowly, and don't turn back when it explodes.
0: no, and also get your back treated for all those burns, yeah, that'll happen.
1: you know who else just got burned. The Hoverboard.
0: Oh. oh. Sorry, Ask. Hoverboard. Asked <laughs> yeah. and Answered. Too bad. Uh, Robert Bond asks, this is a good one, and there there is some background here. Mm. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Now, we did consider it in our Best Christmas Movie episode, but this is yes. his. He wants us to rule on it for all time, which I understand. This is what he said in his email. To help you towards the correct decision, we will not be swayed. I'm going to play that feel, out. Yeah,
1: I feel like he's got an idea what the correct decision is.
0: Yeah, he offers the following description. A white American male has to defend the building he is in from intruders using deadly force. During this adventure, he becomes friends with someone he normally wouldn't and confronts truths about himself. After the bad guys are defeated, he's reunited with his loving family and they get to celebrate Christmas together. Now, is that movie Die Hard or is that movie Home Alone? No, it's both of them. You just
1: described both movies, Hal.
0: Well, it wasn't me that did it. It was Robert Bond.
1: All right, Robert Bond. Look, this is a this is one that man people get fiery about this. Yeah. Um. I don't know. What does your gut tell you, Hal?
0: I've always thought of it as a Christmas movie because it ta- it was I think it was released. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's was a summer release. I feel like it was released around Christmas, but it takes place at Christmas. The whole reason he's there is to visit his family at Christmas. Yeah, but by that rationale was, lethal
1: weapon is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. It also takes place at Christmas. I I don't think, look. I I don't know that a movie taking place at Christmas time uh is what qualifies it to be a Christmas movie. Now, if the question is uh, all right, if the question is technically Christmas movie Versus like holiday classic. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, it's not a holiday classic, but man, people get so up in our. The people that. I want this to not be a Christmas movie just because the people that claim Die Hard is a Christmas movie can frequently be insufferable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why? What else do they. What else. What other pop culture belief do they have? They just get. That you don't they like? get
1: really adamant about it. I feel like the people. That I feel like the people that call die hard, this is definitely a Christmas movie. Um, are the people that don't do what I do and sit down and watch 40 Christmas movies every year. Um, so that's, I'm not trying to give myself, you know, props as the expert on Christmas movies here. We all know based on our previous argument, Hal, that, um, I got shot down by Judge John Hodgman.
0: Uh, but you also, you picked a movie that is. Uh, that is a it has become a Christmas movie, even though it does not take place at Christmas.
1: Right. Which is uh, it's a wonderful life. Right. So right, right, right. maybe I'm not the authority on this. Um, and I don't want to anger all of our fans out there who I would say m- more than half would call Die Hard a Christmas movie. I, I feel like I feel like would. general general um, like nerd culture. Uh, at large, thinks of Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Like, I've been to a lot of cons that sell, uh, ho, 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 now I have a machine gun Christmas sweaters.
0: Exactly. You know exactly. What I mean? No, it is, uh, it, it it is a Christmas movie. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. Is it a holiday classic? No. You but watch I think it in a purely, purely
1: technical sense, it's a Christmas movie.
0: Yes. So, so the answer is yes. I hope you're happy you got what you wanted, Robert. <laughs> and I or- don't mean any
1: insult, Robert.
0: I I don't either, but I mean, it was an interesting argument you made, which is why I read it. But it did not sway us ultimately. I don't think I wasn't swayed by it. I just think it's amusing, so I wanted to share that with our listeners. I thought they would. Oh,
1: it's a great like I had never heard that comparison of uh, because we had never checked the email.
0: (laughs) That's exactly we never knew it was there. (laughs) Uh, All right, so yes,
1: yes, it is a Christmas movie. Asked and answered
0: asked and answered judah asks which is the best way to wear a watch should i wear it with the face on the bottom of my wrist or the top which arm is it different for smart watches versus traditional
1: first of all i think if you're wearing it on the bottom of your wrist then you're the guy that the audience most wants to see get beaten up in an 80s movie <laughs> Exactly.
0: <laughs> that is such an 80s thing i feel like i saw somebody do that in a movie so i did it for a while on the the rare occasions that I wore watches as a kid. yeah, I
1: think I may have tried it for a day
0: and it just feels really impractical. Yeah. It looks like you're checking your veins every time you see what time it is.
1: It also, the act of when the act of looking at your watch becomes its own affectation, as if to say, I'm looking at my watch, but also I'm showing you that I don't conform by wearing it on the inside of my wrist instead of the outside.
0: Right. So the watch go. We know that the face goes on top of the wrist. Yeah. Also, is, I think
1: if, if I may, just continue to harp on a thing that's yes. already settled. I feel like the inside of your arms, like the palm side, sees more action in a day, and that's more opportunities for a watch face to get scratched.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You tap your hand on the you tap your hand, or you you're typing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're going to scratch up that watch face, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. I'm so it's definitely.
1: It's definitely the, uh, the watch, uh, the watch face on the, uh, the back of the hand side of the wrist. Yes. Pronated or supinated? It's one of those. Pronated? I don't know. I don't, this is from stage know. combat sword fighting class years ago.
0: <laughs> now, do you have a preference left hand versus?
1: Well, the way I was always taught as a kid is, uh, if you're right handed, you wear it on your left wrist. Right. Uh, because then, because the, it's easier to wind that way. Um, and change the time, which you don't have to wind your watch so much anymore. Cause I guess I've never had a watch that you had to wind that uh, didn't have a battery in it, but also right. I imagine for you have a, you have a Apple watch. I do not. I have a regular watch. Um, yes. the Apple watch, I imagine it would need to be on or most easily on the hand that you do not write with so that you can use your dominant hand to work the functions, correct?
0: Yes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, wristwatches, as we all know, started during World War One because the soldiers who needed to fight and know what time it was didn't need to fumble around with a pocket watch.
1: Yeah. Or looking point, at the at inside point. of their wrist.
0: So this is another uh, inherent bias. And I'm, I'm right handed. You're left handed. Yes, Mark?
1: Uh, no, I am right-handed. I was going to ask you the same thing. How did we not both just know that he, no, cause we've sat down in restaurants before and done that and done the, uh, are you right-handed? You're left-handed. Okay. We can sit on the same side. Thanks. Continually.
0: That's the one thing we share is that neither remembers the other ones.
1: Yeah. Handedness.
0: Uh, heads are. But, we, but we, we do were know each other's thumb, handiness yeah. and I yes. think you're a handy guy, Hal. I agree. I think you are the handiest of handy guys.
1: Oh, thanks, buddy.
0: So this is part of the inherent bias against left-handers. Most Mm -hmm. people were right-handed. So the watch went on the left hand so that you could write and do productive things with your right hand and still check the time. So you wouldn't interrupt your work to check your watch. That is Does it take that long?
1: Is it that that long a pause in writing to look at your watch and see what time it is? Like the act of your hand leaving the page long enough for you to turn your wrist makes you go, oh, well. I lost my train of thought there. I should just throw this novel away.
0: <laughs> it's not, but time was money in the man. early 20th century. They were like, no, we can't have our workers who do everything with a paper and pencil uh, take the time to look up. you know, if you're, if you got time to check, you've got time to wreck that paper with that pencil.
1: I don't know, or man. Pen. I feel like you just made that up. That <laughs> Was that so, really yeah. a phrase back in World War One, Hal? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, of course.
0: Then. I'm going to believe course. you. <clears throat> but wearing my watch now, I wear it on the left hand. It's just become, I, at this point, it's just sort of uh, ingrained that that's where the, where the watch goes. It goes on the left hand uh, side. I've tried it on the right. It doesn't feel right to me.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I always wear my watch on. I'm right-handed. I wear my watch on the left. If you're left-handed, yeah. wear your watch on the right. Sorry that the uh, little winding knob's on the wrong side.
0: Yeah, to, that's a that is a shame. Yeah, they're built for left-handed people. The Apple Watch was probably the first one where you can uh, well, not the first, but the great thing about something like that or in, any smartwatch is you can tell it I'm going to wear this on my right uh, wrist, and then it will flip the orientation of the screen so Ooh. that you've got the not the crown and button on the right side.
1: Look at that! Apple's that, thought of everything.
0: They really have, and and I'm sure they weren't the ones who came up with that but No they're...
1: no no Samsung came up with
0: it. <laughs> Samsung did it first. The the watch goes on your left wrist face up. Asked and answered. And answered. And before we get to the rest of these let's take a quick break and hear from Already? some of the other great shows. Yeah, let's just take a break. All right. I thought we were on hard. a roll. We Have are we? we are on a roll. Oh so long. Alright. We're really going at it. We got We'll it. be right back.
1: The Dead Pilot Society podcast brings you hilarious comedy pilots that were never made, featuring actors like Aubrey Plaza, Andy Richter, Paul F. Tompkins, John Hodgman, Adam Scott, Molly Shannon, Busy Phillips, Tom Lennon, Anna Camp, Lori Metcalf, Alicia Day, Michael Ian Black, Adam Savage, Paul Shear, Ben Schwartz, Skylar Aston, Mae Whitman, Josh Molina, Ben Feldman, Nicole Byer, Jason Ritter, Sarah Chalk, Steve Agee, Jane Levy, Alison Tolman, Danielle Nicolette, Casey Wilson, Anna Ortiz, Lorraine Newman, June Diane Raphael, Kieran Shipka, Ed Week, Zach Knight, Carrie Kenny Silver, John Ross Bowie, Jamie Denbo, Janet Varney, Sonny, <laughs> and many more. Listen at maximumfun.org, iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, good oh, man, stuff every time. Uh, well, I hope that you're enjoying this podcast you're listening to as much as we are pretending to. But anyway, why not listen to another podcast too? It's called The Flop House.
0: And on our podcast, uh, we have recently watched a movie, often a bad movie. And we
1: review it on our podcast, but mainly talk about other stuff and, I don't know, hang out.
0: It's all about hanging out, feeling like you're, like you're being with your best friends. Who are your best friends? Us three. Dan McCoy, <laughs> Emmy Award winning writer for The Daily Show. Stuart Wellington, owner of the best bar in Brooklyn, Hinterlands. And Elliot Kalen, former Emmy winning head writer for The Daily Show with John Stewart. Former head writer of Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Return. Uh, so many things. Author of the upcoming children's book. The all show, right, that's dog. enough. The Elliot's credits just go on and on.
1: Yeah, but if you like the idea of listening to three funny guys talk about bad movies, then why not come over and listen to The Flop House? It's uh, available at MaximumFun.org or wherever fine podcasts are found. So get out of here.
0: See, so don't you feel refreshed now? I do. Oh, so much better.
1: You know what? You were right. We needed that break. We should take one again in five minutes.
0: Yeah, just a quick, you know, five minutes on. Five yeah. minutes off. Five on, it's five fun. on. Yeah. It, you know,
1: factory hours.
0: <laughs> I use a thing, I use a thing now called the bear timer. What? It's a picture of a bear, but when you uh-huh. start the timer, you turn it over and then it plays like water, like white noise, like mm-hmm. the sound of a stream and then a rainstorm. And, uh-huh. then, and then it, so oh, for God. 25 minutes, you're supposed to work uninterrupted and then you get a five minute break and then you do another 25 minutes and it's great. Wait,
1: does a what does the bear have to do with this? Does the bear, like, freak you out at 25 minutes and, like, you're just listening to pleasant water and then 25 minutes in you hear a giant roar and you're like, well, I got to go. And you pack up all your stuff and run out of the room.
0: I kind of wish it did now, but it doesn't. It's just a a drawing of a bear on it. I guess they thought, like, this will be cool. We're a tech company. This will be cute.
1: Because I think, like, my idea would work great for an alarm clock. Like yeah. that's your snooze. You you're awakened gently by the sound of water, and then you're screamed awake by the noise of a bear attacking you. That would get me <laughs> out of bed every morning. <clears throat> like are oh. why aren't there why aren't there just horrifying alarm clocks that would get you up immediately? <laughs> oh my god, he's got a knife and he's in the house. Like that would get me out of bed. I've been watching you sleep. Oh, jeez! Now that would make me all warm and snuggly. And then when you Aww, hit snooze. oh
0: boogeyman. <laughs> when you hit the snooze button, back to the shadows. <laughs> uh, let's get, you want to clean some more slate? Let's clean some more slate. All right, Josh Andrew writes and says, Best lyrical self-referential movie anthem. So not from a musical. Mm-hmm. Because all songs from musical movies are in reference to something in the movie. So sure. some examples that he gives are... He's giving ninja us rap. a
1: lot of rules.
0: Yeah, we've got the Ninja Rap from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2.
1: Ugh. Uh
0: Wild Wild West by Will Smith. All right. Goonies Are Good Enough by Cyndi Lauper. Sure. MC Hammer's Adam's Family rap from Adam's Family Values.
1: They do what they want to do, say what they want to say, live how they want to live, play how they want to play, dance how they want to dance, <laughs> kick and they slap no. a friend, Adam's Family. By the way, they kick and they slap a friend. Yeah. It's one of the lyrics in that. All right. That makes um, sense for
0: them. They're constantly there, poisoning each other, right? <laughs> sure. Are there any more on the list? Yeah. The, uh, he also lists, uh, the Ghostbusters theme. Mm hmm. And the theme from Men in Black.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And footloose
1: uh all of these are excellent choices yeah uh this one i was particularly excited about so i went online this afternoon and compiled a more extensive list okay of referential songs now i'm going to rapid fire through this whole list and then i think you and i are going to you know what when this list is done i think we're going to have to one two three this one because we may already be on the same page with what the right answer is okay
0: and I'm going to uh, throw one in that you don't have here. All right,
1: go ahead. What's the one you, you're you going to throw in?
0: Easy Money by Billy Joel.
1: Is that, what's that? That's from the movie Easy Money?
0: From the movie Easy Money with Rodney
1: Dangerfield. Hilarious. Uh Probably not going to win. Maybe. I don't know. This is not going to be long. We've done some things like this before that are, take a very long time. <clears throat> We're going to do a quick version of this. All right. But here is go. a non-exhaustive list. Easy Money, the aforementioned... Also, Animal House, What's It All About, Alfie? Arthur's team. Arthur's Theme, When You Get Caught Between the Moon and New York City. Yep. The Ballad of Easy Rider, uh, mm-hmm. featuring the work of Bob Dylan for the movie. <laughs> uh, blaze of Glory from Young Guns 2. Blazing yep. Saddle, he wore a blaze, or he wrote a Blazing Saddle for Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. The Chariots of Fire theme, who doesn't think of that when they think of running in slow motion.
0: Sure, uh,
1: Lose Yourself by Eminem, Academy Award winner. Huge, huge hit. Dueling Banjos from Deliverance. Uh, I'm gonna get back to this one. Uh, no, I'll do it right now. All of the Bond songs. <laughs> I was gonna come back at the end and do this one, but, uh, there are a lot of great James Bond movie songs. <clears throat> Goldfinger immediately comes to mind. Uh, Skyfall. Yeah. Um, Live and Let Die. Paul McCartney. Come on. Uh, Duran Duran's View to a Kill. Exactly. There are a lot, like, we could do this just from the Bond movies. Sure. Um, but moving on, we've got Endless Love, uh, Eye of the Tiger from Rocky 4, uh, Rocky, Rocky 3, three,
0: three, three, yeah. three.
1: Uh, Flashdance, What a Feeling, <clears throat> uh, Ghostbusters, of course, He Got Game, uh, In the Heat of the Night, the Ray Charles tune from the movie, Man on the Moon by R.E.M., Streets of Philadelphia uh, from Bruce Springsteen, The NeverEnding Story, Rock and Roll High School, Who's the Baddest, Shaft, Soul Man from the Blues Brothers. Stayin' Alive from Saturday Night Fever, Superfly, The Crying Game, The oh. Entertainer from The Sting, Marvin mm-hmm. Hamlis' version of the Scott Joplin classic, The Rose made famous by Bette Midler, The Way We Were made famous by Barbra Streisand, To Sir With Love uh, from the movie of the same name, What's New Pussycat from the movie, Madonna's Who's That Girl, and the aforementioned Wild Wild West. Now, of all those songs, there are a couple that pop out. Yep.
0: But I I feel like, I feel like there's
1: (laughs) one greatest.
0: Okay. You want to count it?
1: If we, I wonder, oh man, if this doesn't work, I'm going to sound like an idiot. Um, but I think there is one greatest. And I think I know you well enough to know that you might agree with me. So you want to count it down and say it at the same time? Sure. Go ahead. One, two, three.
0: Ghostbusters. No! No!
1: Shaft is great.
0: Shaft is great!
1: I just assumed, knowing you, that you would say Ghostbusters. Maybe I mean, I do,
0: I do love Ghostbusters, but I, I think love there's... that Shaft sets up the entire movie. Yeah. He's a, he's a private investigator who is very popular with the ladies. Mm hmm. And he's very complicated. And, uh, he would risk himself, he would uh, risk his neck for a brother man.
1: That's true. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty great. So I'm looking at it right now to see if it, uh, if it won any awards. Did it get the Oscar for best? Yes. Song?
0: Yes. Uh, uh, Oscar, uh, Isaac Hayes won the Oscar for that. And then when they, when they did the medley of Oscar winning, uh, songs, he rose up from the stage on a, uh, <laughs> at his piano. And that was like the big blow off number. Now I love Ghostbusters, but that song is also "I Want a New Drug" by Huey Lewis and the News, and was stolen. He had to take them to court for it.
1: Oh, well, you know Ray what, that—that's—that's uh, a, that's a shame. I did not know that about that song. I—I uh, <clears throat> yes. I love, I love Shaft. I forgot about how great that song is until I was compiling this list. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list off a couple others. Let's see if Shaft can stay the baddest. Okay, Okay? I'm gonna read off just a couple other ones. Some real classics on here. You ready? Go ahead. Eye of the Tiger. No. Really? Because it
0: doesn't. It references something in the movie. It is self-referential within the movie, but it's not like the song. Like, and his name is Rocky Balboa.
1: Right. All right. So you want you want something akin to a 1960s TV theme song, like here's the setup for Gilligan's Island,
0: right? I well, I like that about the song. First of all, it's still like you can still like it's super funky, and it's it's still like a hot track to this day, mm-hmm. even though it's very much of the time that it came out. It's just an iconic. It is an iconic piece of music for one single song.
1: All right, I'm gonna give you. One more iconic, right. iconic song from the same era. We'll see if Shaft uh, will remain the baddest. I don't know. I'm just looking for ones on this list that can that could potentially beat Shaft. Sure. And I think the only other one that I've found looking at this list, there's some great stuff on here. Sure. The idea of, uh, of Bette Midler and Isaac Hayes duking it out for best song is hilarious to me. Oh, sure. So Isn't it's not going to be The Rose.
0: The Road um, is a musical, though,
1: right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, songs about singers. Right. That's technically, true. yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Um, the Way We Were, same thing. Uh, but Stayin' Alive. That opening credit sequence to Stayin' Alive, I'd, I would argue that there's no song that is as associated with a movie as that one is, with that opening foot shot of, uh, of John Travolta walking down uh, the streets of New York.
0: With a can of paint. Yeah, where is he? He's in Queens, right? Isn't that where he lives?
1: Uh, ah, yeah, I don't know. He's either in Queens or Brooklyn, I think. Queens or Brooklyn. It's not Manhattan. It's a borough.
0: No. Yes, yeah, he's out. He's in an outer borough. Um, yeah, it's it is a great. It's another fantastic. Like that whole soundtrack is great. It's definitely. It's another iconic. There are a lot of iconic pieces of music. Honestly, if I were going to choose another one off of this list. It wouldn't be staying alive, even though I agree with you and I think you make a great point. I would have mm-hmm. picked uh, "Rock and Roll High School" because I think it's such a great song.
1: It is a great song, but man, I'm real disappointed about that to find that out about Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it doesn't take away from how good the the song is, but it does. Like, it's still again iconic piece of music. Although the the piece of music I think of from Ghostbusters is. The do 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 like
1: the orchestration stuff.
0: We're Yeah. I think about that a little bit. that's something that for some reason sticks in my head more. Yeah, I think that
1: may be more of a you thing.
0: And by the way, by the way, another song that didn't make it on here is which is also by Huey Lewis in the news is Back in Time from Back to the Future. Ah, Back in Time's a great song. Yeah. We
1: danced to that song in Kids Unlimited when I was a kid. We danced at uh, Disney World to that song. Oh. Yeah.
0: Look at you. Um,
1: man, it's tough. Lose Yourself is another great one.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's used brilliantly in uh, in that film, the way it fills out. So the first time you see him on the bus and he's writing, you hear the the beat. And then every once in a while, just palms of sweaty, mom's spaghetti. Like he's slowly – it's slowly coming to him. Mm-hmm. Which I, which I love. That's a, I, that movie is a, is a fantastic movie.
1: Um, but does the song beat Shaft? I think like the spirit of this, which is why I think, uh, we could take another look at some of the Bond songs too. Uh, the right. spirit of this being the title of the movie is the title of the song. Right. Is a big help.
0: It's you the most I mean. self-referential.
1: It's the most self-referential, and it really does. Yeah, I think it's got to be Shaft. I it's think it's got to be. Yeah, it I sets mean, it just... up perfectly. It's an epic classic movie song that sets up the movie perfectly. Self-referential.
0: Yeah, yeah. Answer, I can't. The I can't beat The answer John is Shaft. Shaft.
1: All right. I Shaft. thought it was going to be Ghostbusters. I'm real disappointed in you, Ray Parker Jr.
0: Listen. I almost complicated... said Ray Park,
1: but I'm not disappointed in Ray Park. He's lovely as Darth Maul.
0: That's right. Look, it's a complicated topic, and nobody understands it but Mark and Hal. Right. <laughs> ask then. Ask Dan, Shut answer. your mouth. <laughs> hey, we're just asking and answering. <laughs> All right. Next up. Stephanie and Barry Wallace. This is they are in a in a deadlock argument about this with one another. So we're here to help. Uh, promote wedded bliss in their home
1: that's right well hopefully
0: yeah they want to know the best chris who's working today and no christians no christian slater no christian bale the best chris working today this is
1: a ridiculous question
0: so really what they want is they want us to choose between pratt pine hemsworth and evans
1: so blockbuster movie chris
0: blockbuster movie chris okay I mean truly Chris Rock is probably the best
1: of all of them. Yeah, of all the look, look we both work in comedy. Chris Rock is the greatest Chris alive.
0: Yeah. Also yeah. Christopherson?
1: Sure, Chris Christopherson's great.
0: Parnell. <laughs> Are we just doing Chris a stuff.
1: shout out to favorite Chrises?
0: Yeah. <laughs> great. All Christy. Like.
1: Dude shut down a bridge just cuz he was angry.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> jersey vengeance uh, All right, of that's these the four, most jersey of these four pine hemsworth and evans uh, to me it's a two-horse race between hemsworth and evans
1: oh absolutely not i'm a pratt 100 percent.
0: i i love pratt he's he was great on parks and rec here's I do okay love him as, as star lord you can't take now you can't take one
1: role okay you can't I think you I think you've got to take a body of work. Which okay. means and here's why Chris Pratt gets my vote. Chris God. Pine, um the damsel in distress in uh Wonder Woman and also Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Yes. Um both very good. Uh but you think of him as Captain Kirk or I think of him as Captain Kirk more so. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, great in was it Cabin in the Woods that he was in? Um yeah. But I think of him; he's strictly Thor.
0: Uh, Hold on, though. What about? Uh, I can't remember the name of his character in Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, he's pretty funny in Ghostbusters too. Yeah, the guy is as the, hilarious as the himbo. Yeah, um, Chris Evans. I think Captain America. I don't think it's. I don't think that for uh, his Fantastic Four turn.
0: Human Torch. He was yeah, great. Yeah. By the way, he was a great Johnny Storm too.
1: Um. But, but that's, but I think that like, looking at what Chris Pratt did on Parks and Rec, and then what Chris Pratt has done in, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe it's just that I like that character the best. We have three, three Avengers on this list of Chris's. Yes. Um.
0: Marvel loves Chris.
1: Yeah. Um. I would say Christopher Lowell. Remember that guy? The, uh, home makeover guy with the little beard?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about uh, Christopher great. Lloyd?
1: Christopher Lloyd? Ah, he's a Christopher. Doesn't go by Chris, I don't think. That's true. Not to not us. We don't no. know him. Yeah. Um, so it's Pine's out.
0: Okay. And I'm I willing to take Evans out, although he's, he's funnier than people give him credit for because he came up doing comedies. Yeah. Uh, he's, what
1: he's, is, he's good. He's very yeah. good. He's also an altruistic human.
0: Yes. He's also a, like, the, a good dude. I like Hemsworth as a person. Like if I could hang out with any of these guys, it would probably be Evans or Hemsworth first before Pratt. Oh, man. Although I liked him too. He's like, they're all likable guys.
1: Yeah. I just think that, I think that Chris Pratt has, while he's always Chris Pratt in everything that he does, he's got a wider range.
0: I don't know. When he wanders too far out of Andy Dwyer or, or Star-Lord, you get movies like Passengers.
1: Yeah, I didn't see Passengers.
0: It was terrible. I watched it on a plane. That's and that the, the two-person movie I with him and it. Jennifer Lawrence, right? Yes, it is. It is very bad.
1: Wait, you watched a, a movie about two people sealed in a tube up in the air uh, whose fate is doomed while you are on an airplane?
0: Yeah, when better to watch it. Mm, all right it really gets me in the mood. That and Airplane, those are my those are the go-to in-flight movies.
1: I do like the idea of Airplane being uh one of the selections.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Pretty great. Um This is tough, man. I got to I got to stick with my guts though and I got to I got to I got to hold tight for uh Chris Pratt. If you're if you're adamantly against I think this is I don't know. If you're adamantly against him, I'll take him off the table. But I don't think that no, it's... I, I don't guess, think not. that it's Evans.
0: I i like Hemsworth uh, in... I haven't seen the stuff with him that I haven't liked. And it, even within the character of Thor, he's shown a ton of range. He went from straight Shakespeare to an absolute goof in Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So the range he showed in one character. Plus... Uh, Plus, he's a great SNL host. Has Pratt hosted SNL? I feel like he I did don't once. know. I think he did once.
1: Also, I also have a soft spot for Pratt for his transformation that he went through. Oh, sure. Going yep. from doughy comedy guy. And look, as a doughy comedy guy. Right. Who would love to be an action superstar. Right. Chris Pratt is the gold standard of doughy comedy guys who became action superstars
0: yes he transformed his
1: body he's got the uh he's got the jurassic world movies too look i'm a big chris pratt fan
0: uh, i wouldn't uh <laughs> you don't think those movies
1: uh are selling points
0: i don't know i don't think so not for him i only like the first jurassic world because eric is that all
1: right so it's <laughs> i'm eliminating evans
0: okay We've I think it's between, fine. I
1: think it's between Hemsworth and, uh, and Pratt.
0: Yeah. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I will accept that, even though low key, I feel like it's Evans in my heart. Really? Yeah. You yeah, just
1: like his, you just like Captain America. Cause he's I love so Captain perfect. America. Just Great. like you, Hal.
0: Great nuanced performance. He's, he's done a lot of other things. Good. Snowpiercer. It's another movie with him in it.
1: That's the uh, uh he's got to get from the back of the train to the front? Yes. All right. Uh I just really like Star-Lord, I guess. Sure. No, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge and this is one of those ones like we have to think objectively though. You know what sure. I mean? And that's the game of the show is that we have to do this objectively. So I think one thing to look at is body of work. Right. Uh which yeah, Pratt may lose points for Jurassic World, the Jurassic World movies,
0: and Passengers,
1: and Passengers. Uh, Hemsworth shows Hemsworth shows range as Thor, but I can't think of other movies he's done besides playing I'll, Thor. I'll
0: tell you, you know what I remember him except from? for
1: Cabin in the Woods.
0: I'll, yeah, I'll tell you something which he's is great in, uh, uh-huh. which not a lot. Of, this is what I knew him from when I was like, oh, that guy got cast as Thor. He's in the first. He's in the first J.J. J. Abrams Star Trek movie. As who? As as Kirk's father. Oh, that's right. He's Kirk's dad in that. And he he in like three four minutes of screen time, you watch him make the ultimate sacrifice, but spend the whole time talking to his wife and keeping her reassured while he mm-hmm. goes to his death. Like in those moments, like he's so. It was real. Like as I, I, in watching it, I was like. Who is that guy playing George Kirk? He's fantastic. And then he wound up being Thor. So there's something right. about him that, that, uh, is like an X factor. For yeah, him.
1: I don't think he can play quiet moments as well as Pratt can, though. That's one thing I really like about Chris Pratt is I think he, I think he fills quiet moments. Uh, yeah, he's got a lot of bravado to him, but I think he feels quiet moments more believably than Chris Hemsworth does to me. Not that Chris Hemsworth isn't great, and what he's getting called on to do is usually big and broad, because I've seen him mostly as Thor.
0: Right. And he does a good job, you know. Yeah, he always plays a big, bombastic guy, but the way that's shifted over time has been, has been really great. I mean, he's essentially the star of Infinity War, as far as the Avengers go. He's got the most complete arc of anybody in that film. Right. I still think it's Chris Pratt, though. He's on the hero's quest. I'll give it to you. Let's take Chris Pratt.
1: All right. Did you, just by, w- did you just want to move on?
0: Well, we need to move on, but also, uh, <laughs> look there. Are, I could, I could pick them at that point out of the three Marvel Chrises. If we're going even just from the Marvel Chrises, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable with any of the three, even though I would pick Evans there.
1: Great. So Chris so Pratt go. asked and answered.
0: There you go. I got <laughs> two here from Valerie Rogers.
1: I didn't mean to ju- I feel like I, I feel like you I just waited you out on that one.
0: You did. <laughs> you did wait me out. <laughs> Isn't that what you wanted though? Isn't that why yeah, you kept going? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes so, the
1: objective answer is the one that you just wait for the longest. Yeah. Let's not pretend like you feel bad. Let's not
0: <laughs> Valerie Rogers, I have two from Valor. Great. First, uh, let's do the easier one. Lamps or overhead light fixtures? Lamps lamps 100% lamp. lamps are an make a room lovely yeah and you can do, do you, that you can have the foot slider where you dim mm-hmm. it or you can have the switch i if
1: i want a room to be appropriately lit with the right uh vibe mm-hmm. i will frequently just turn off whatever the overhead lights are and do everything with lamps
0: yeah just get some lamps going yeah. set the mood it's groovier man exactly then the other uh the other one she asks is peeps Or Cadbury cream eggs.
1: Ooh, man. This is going to be another one of these, like the, uh, like, like muggy Oreos. I like stale
0: peeps. (laughs) If I have to eat peeps, I'd rather they be stale, stale. Yeah. Than fresh. Uh, Cadbury cream egg? Come on. You think it's Cadbury cream egg? It's not even close between these two. Take a Cadbury. Listen here. You take a Cadbury cream egg, you buy it, you eat it. Fine. You take a Cadbury cream Egg, you put it in the refrigerator. Then you got a real treat. Then you got a crunchy chocolate. But the but chocolate the, but the, egg,
1: the egg middle, it gets the egg middle isn't gooey anymore.
0: It gets gooey real fast.
1: Well, I I, do, I don't know how fast I'm going to eat it
0: right out of the fr- like I feel like room temperature. You could do it either way, but the but it's a superior candy. I used to buy those things like right after Easter, they would go on sale for like a, a dollar a box. And Cadbury I would just, cream eggs? Yeah. A I Cadbury cream egg does
1: up. feel like more of a treat. Peeps feel like,
0: An like a, a Cadbury
1: cream egg feels more powerful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the, uh, the, ca- the, the peeps, their strength is in numbers. Peeps are the zombies and Cadbury cream eggs are the Dracula's.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't you rather hang out with Dracula?
1: Than a zombie? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, have you ever cracked a Cadbury cream egg into a pan? No. Like you were cooking a regular egg? I did that as a child. And how'd that go? I made a mess. That's how it went. (laughs) Uh, Cadbury chocolate is delicious chocolate. The middle is an insane sugar rush, though. I feel like it, I feel like the chocolate, uh, edges it out over peeps. But I feel like the middle of a Cadbury cream egg is gross.
0: And if listen, it, it's 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 cream egg asked and answered. But if if somebody out whoa, there, whoa
1: says, whoa 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 hang on now. There's no way it's anything other. Well, peeps are peeps are a universally. You can't just look. I. It, it might well be Cadbury cream eggs, but you can't just throw peeps under the bus like that. it so, flippantly, that's like that's the the candy equivalent. <laughs> Of DiCaprio taking that one quick headshot at the end of The Departed, it's just unsatisfying.
0: <laughs> kind of like a package of Peeps.
1: How dare you! Now they both they both require some. Well, maybe not a Cadbury cream egg. The Peeps require some work to be perfect. Okay. Um, like meaning them that get you stale? have to, yeah, letting them get stale.
0: Yeah. You ever put I a Cadbury
1: cream egg in the microwave? It doesn't blow up like a Peep does.
0: <laughs> I have put a peep in the microwave. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's fun. But that's I just, not look, eating it. I know
1: I know that the superior candy is the Cadbury cream egg, but I just I feel like I feel like the way that you said asked and answered so quickly, you were not showing the peep its due respect.
0: I think I showed it the exact amount of respect it deserves. It's just a so, rogue marshmallow. I'm so mad
1: at you right now.
0: <laughs> Do you want a peep snowman?
1: Yes. Okay, I'll get you a peep. I don't like the don't snow. By by the way, uh, I feel like the bunny is the superior peep to the chick, even though the chick, I assume, is the original peep.
0: Because you can bite the ears off and eat it that Because you can way. bite
1: the ears off and they get staler faster.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, there's another selling point of the peep. It, can, it goes bad real fast.
1: All right. It's the Cadbury cream egg. I just Thank wanted you. to make sure you gave some proper time to the peep.
0: Asked an answer. It's had its air time. It's had its equal right. air time. All right. Last one. All right, let's do this. This is Jeremy from Denver. What's up, Jeremy? Checking over the Mile High City to ask, rain jacket or poncho? Hmm. What's your gut say on this one, Hal? Well, let me answer your question with another question, Jeremy. And Mark, you can answer this on Jeremy's behalf. Are you going to need your arms for anything? Uh, sure. Sure. Then you probably want a jacket instead of a poncho where you're basically like grimace. And if it has the hole in it, then your sleeves are against the wet part. It's just the poncho is like fun for a theme park, but it is like a well, that's like you're wearing a condom. It's not really for how is the, how is the question,
1: how is the question worded?
0: Rain jacket or poncho.
1: That's it. Okay. I I
0: copied and pasted it.
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one here. Here we go. (laughs) Hey. I'm not thinking just from the uh from the perspective of one person okay. but as a as one person and because I like a rain jacket, even though I mean it you know it wicks away moisture, it's lovely, even though sometimes my like pants and boots will get uh wet in the way that they won't with a poncho, which is longer and covers more of the body, mm-hmm. but I think as a person who worked in theme parks for nine years. Uh, I think the accessibility and availability and packability and maneuverability of mass quantities of ponchos. If it starts to rain and you've got a stack, you can keep a hundred people dry for the same cost and space in a closet that you can keep one person dry with a raincoat.
0: Right. But is it my job to make sure people are prepared? You know what wow. I mean? Like.
1: Wow, Hal. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Am I not my brother's keeper? We are all one, all for one, one for all, Hal. Where's your spirit, comrade?
0: Uh, it's in the, it's in the pockets of my rain jacket that I wear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so I guess the question is, um, what's more important to you, Hal? The needs of the one or the needs of the many?
0: You mean, am I, would I rather have a poncho that can, I can turn into a tenement when it rains, or would I rather everybody has a nice rain jacket and is comfortable and functional in wet weather?
1: Does your rain jacket have a Universal Studios logo or a Mickey Mouse on it?
0: Yeah, of course it does.
1: Okay, then it's rain jacket.
0: Fine, asked and answered. All right. That's it. <laughs> That's it? The slate is clean. The slate is clean. Oh, we can have dessert now. The light is green. The slate is clean. Ooh. That's it. No more topics for now, but, uh, email us. I will check it more frequently. Uh, here's, here's, here's how you give us more topics. You email us at wegotthispodcast at gmail.com.
1: We've been saying that for almost three years, which
0: I will check more regularly now, especially for you TV executives. Uh, and you can uh, join the Facebook group. Do that as well. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast.
1: Or reach out to us on Twitter at WeGotThisTweets. Or, hey, check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. We'll probably do that at some point in the next six months, too.
0: Mm, Maybe. Thank you to producer Ken Bloom, researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba.
1: And thanks, as always, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. We did it, guys. We did it again. That's the 14th time we've cleaned the slate. And I'm so happy that you are all here to hear it. I'm so happy that, don't tell Hal, that Chris
0: Pratt won. Big fan of that guy.
1: Um, What? Thank you. What? Hmm? Thank you for listening to the show. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Agliardi.
0: For Mark Agliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. And don't worry, everybody.
1: We got this. We got this. this.
0: Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.